This is a 2008 Lotus something. Oh my god! I don't know what the make is. It was. You know why? Because one. I never got into cars, and neither did you. Welcome to the <laughs> second episode of the Too Bad We Didn't Get Into Cars podcast. I'm your co-host, David Kapusha Cars. And I'm Nick Scarpin Auto, and today we have a load of topics to get into. The intro was not planned, but as you'll find out later... I planned it. I planned it in my head. Okay, David planned it, but as co-hosts, I feel like a barrier of trust has been has been breached, and uh, I don't know how the rest of this episode is going to go. I'm just kidding. As you can see, for those of you who are watching, we've kind of changed things up a little bit. Now, instead of sitting in front of my broken mirror that I uh, viciously ripped off of my wall last time, uh, we're sitting in front of my nice cozy corner um, with Vanessa. Vanessa here is my one and only Squishmallow. And um, because we're introducing a new cast member, I might as well give her a little introduction too. So this is Vanessa. Um, She is a blue fox with rainbow a, a, a tuft of rainbow fur and her bio is as follows when she's not rock climbing with her friend tula you can find vanessa practicing for her latest choir concert she loves to sing and has a new solo to practice her first one this year will you help her practice and i saw that tag and i thought uh, absolutely i would die for vanessa this little fox has stolen my heart i think she's a fox or she's a husky um, she has been pretty quiet despite my constant pestering of her. So I don't know if I'll ever find out, um, uh, because her lips are sealed tight. Uh, but our lips are definitely, uh, not sealed at all. We will talk way too much about a very various number of things. Um, but first and foremost, uh, I want to kind of catch us up on, on what happened to both of us in, in the last week really quickly, um, because some really cool updates to last week's podcast. First and foremost, I think I already said first and foremost, um, but I love being redundant. Have I said that I love being redundant yet? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Well, I love being redundant and last week i don't know if i mentioned it but i tried sushi or uh, ramen for the first time because we went to go see uh the jujutsu kaisen movie and we went to ramen afterwards and the restaurant that we went to was called strings so it was strings ramen and i made a post because i've been trying to do this like weekly check-in post on uh social medias just to just to one get some get something out there so i feel like i'm i'm more present on social media than i am but also, it kind of helps to organize my thoughts and, and look back at like photos that I've taken in the week or memes that I've screenshotted and want to share. And so I posted about trying ramen for the first time, and I posted a picture in the ramen shop, and so I tagged them. I found them on Instagram, and I tagged them. And the next day, they liked the post. Like, the, the Strings Ramen Shop liked the post on Instagram. That's kind of badass. It was so cool. I freaked out. And I was like, oh, I have to talk about this on the podcast because this is a cool follow-up. So, I feel like a celebrity. They have, like, 18,000 followers. So, I um, I stood out enough to them to be be worthy of their like. And I crave attention and, and, and um, what's the word I'm looking for? That was me hitting my head. Um, I don't know the word either. Oh, come on, man. Like, you, you had two jobs. Memorize the name of the... I- <laughs> we have to bleep that out. I don't know if we can. <laughs> no, I, I mean... Uh, um, affirmation. I, I constantly seek... Well, yeah, because one of the love languages out of the five love languages is words of affirmation. So I'm constantly looking for uh, everyone's approval and affirmation. Um, yeah, I can't believe you said it. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's a, this is a rated R Is that really podcast. how you think of me? Come on, man. You I were thinking of the word. I was like, what other word for seeking attention is there? <laughs> you could have said attention seeker. You could have said no. attention. No. <laughs> Okay. Well, we had the explicit we had the explicit sign on the on the podcast for the first episode, so you know. Um but yeah, so that's a cool little update from last week. Um and then a couple other things that we wanted to touch on this week cuz I I totally forgot until we were editing the podcast for for uploading. 
I mentioned Resident Evil last time and totally forgot to bring it up again. And uh, and we also mentioned that you had seen two animes, um, two, like shows, Dragon Ball Z and My Hero. Uh, but it's actually three. And we, we remembered like what it what the show was yeah i can't believe i forgot about cowboy bebop mm. i mean it was only like like a month ago we finished it yeah um and so we we hope to touch on those both of those topics today um yeah our topics for today are going to be uh we just finished episode four of moon Knight, so we got lots of stuff to say about that we want to talk about bebop uh really quickly because it it, i honestly think it had an impact on our on our uh friendship because i think i'm not gonna go out there and say it's the first anime that you liked but it was definitely different than the other two shows that uh that you had seen um so that was quite impactful and then uh we're also going to talk about the band origami angel um it was the most recent concert that both of us had went to go see together and uh you know we have some experiences about that band um, and then last and uh, but not least, we got our video games. Um, we're going to talk about Pokemon Legends uh, Arceus or Arceus, depending on uh, if you <laughs> grew up with the games and no one pronouncing them um, or if you were born yesterday. And um, and Lego Star Wars, because, David, um, you finished the game, right? Yeah, well, I beat all nine episodes. Yeah, which is pretty much week. finishing the game, right? It's not... Yeah. I saw the credits, all right? The credits rolled. I technically finished the game, yes. So it counts. Um, so, yeah, we're going we're gonna to start with the thing that's freshest in our mind and then work our way back. Uh, Moon Knight. So, spoilers Yeah, for we're the gonna, first four episodes of Moon Knight. Yeah, we are gonna, we're going to get spoilers out of the way very early. Um, for anyone watching, like, the clip on YouTube, you're, you're going to want to click off of this video or, or uh, keep watching if you don't care about spoilers. So um, Oscar Isaac-led new show, Disney Plus, new-ish. The first Disney Plus Marvel show that features a hero that we've never seen before on screen. So exciting territory for the fans because fans of the comics know Moon Knight as sort of this Deadpool-esque. I don't know. Every I, I might have been tainted by all of the memes where people replaced his dialogue with like stuff that he didn't say. Like um, there's a panel where he's throwing all of his weapons, like his his boomerangs and his you know knives and stuff, and he's like, "Random bullshit, go!" And apparently that wasn't in the comics. And I just thought I thought for the longest time that it was, and I was like, "Oh, this guy's this guy's funny. This this guy's a joker, baby." Um, but yeah, that, that is a good point. I didn't even realize that this is the first show that is a new character. Yeah, everything no, else has been existing ones. Yeah, so it's 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 either exciting for MCU fans or it's it's worrisome for MCU fans because from on one hand you have territory that has not been touched and you have source material that has not been touched. And so it's very exciting to see what direction the show is going to go and where the actors are going to take the roles that they play and blah, blah, blah. But it's also worrisome because, you know, as an MCU fan, you understand that everything kind of ties together at some point and um, other movies and properties that have kind of strayed away from that can be, and, and are experimental. Some people don't like the change and some people don't like the format. I, I for one appreciate when, when, properties in the mcu kind of change their genre so they don't seem super predictable yeah considering like if you include all the shows there's at least like 30 different movies or shows at this point yeah and anything new is just really exciting yeah so we i i for one was super stoked going into this show and especially uh, not knowing who moon knight is mm. i have seen him i've seen i have played lego marvel <laughs> and he was in that game and he was the one that's all in white mm-hmm. so i know i've heard of him but yeah he i i first heard about him from uh marvel ultimate alliance so um i don't know if anyone watching has played marvel ultimate alliance but um it was very cool and i only knew about moon knight because he was a dlc character that i could not play as because I only had the PS2 version, not the Xbox version where downloadable content could be accessed. So 
for all intents and purposes, this is both of our pretty much introductions to Moon Knight. And uh, show's not over. We have we have two more episodes to go. Uh, but so far, what are your what are your overall thoughts? Yeah, because this is just like a a slightly past mid season review. Yeah. Um. So yeah, episode one kind of made me really interested, just because I didn't really understand what was going on with his. Like weird, like uh, whatever effect that is, where he switches between Stephen and Mark. Yeah, and he's always like in a different situation when he comes back as Stephen because we didn't really see Mark in episode one, not until the very end. Yeah, um, yeah. so it's just Stephen's point of view, and you're just like, wow, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> dismissing a couple really really bad CG moments. It was uh pretty solid yeah intro definitely a first and and i um kind of cheated a little bit because in in preparation for the show coming out like months ago and getting hype and excited i uh definitely looked up a couple of things about moon knight and you know there are all those youtube videos that are like 15 things to know about moon knight before the show comes out or whatever um so you find out that he suffers from a mental illness um, called dissociative identity disorder, um, which is kind of like split personalities, but it's not. It it's the way that Oscar Isaac has described it. it you know, reading through the script and studying the character, I think he he said something to the extent of it's like there are there's a host body, but multiple people living within that host body. Um, so it's a very interesting concept and one that they, they tread, you know, very lightly so as not to, to make light of the illness and people who actually suffer from it, uh, while also not, you know, trying to convince people who aren't aware of what that disorder is, is like, oh, it's a superpower. That's sick. Um, because throughout the show, you hear him, you know, Mark slash Steven say and other characters say that this character is uh, suffering and he is in agony and is he's in pain. Um, And I think Oscar Isaac plays that super well when he is Mark. And then as Steven, he's just this mild mannered uh, museum curator and he works at a gift shop. Um, (laughs) And so it's it's it is fun getting to see Oscar Isaac like the actor switch between both personalities and and show off his acting chops um but yeah episodes two and three kind of take a take a not a deep dive but it definitely starts to slow down a little bit yeah i mean episode two was fine although i don't even really remember what happened (laughs) and episode three was just minus the cool ending yeah it was just kind of boring and i it's (laughs) pass me by and then we get to episode four and like oh my goodness yeah episode four is when i say it's unlike anything that the mcu has done so far i i really do mean i don't think we've seen anything like it it's it's it is it is wild and especially following all of the exposition that we got in the last two episodes because that's the thing with a new character and a new property is you have to give them exposition and, and backstory and blah 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 whereas in shows like wandavision or or falcon and the winter soldier we already knew who those characters were so we could get into the the meat of the plot and their new character arcs whereas with mark and steven we're, we're starting from scratch and so we're learning about the egyptian pantheon and all of these egyptian gods and what avatars are so there's a lot of talking and there's a lot of dialogue between characters that are that are introducing things in the plot to be subverted later i'm assuming because there's a lot of things that have been introduced and are still not touched on because again we're, we're only like halfway in the season but um episode four i don't know man like how how would you describe episode four because I, I i'm still trying to wrap my head around it um <laughs> i wanted to say one flew over cuckoo's nest yes but like me too also not really because there weren't any um giant talking lizards that say hi <laughs> i think that was a hippo a hippo whatever it was <laughs> a hippo hi yeah that um 
yeah it, i mean that um yeah there's definitely there's definitely that's the first thing i thought of too um and i don't know it makes you question what is actually happening in the show um which i think is is a really cool idea to throw at the mcu because you know up until this point everything has been really connected and people are talking about the blip everywhere and people are talking about thanos and blah 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 and this show you don't hear about any of that at all yeah well we do have two more episodes left so yeah anything as of now yeah we haven't heard anything from any other uh mcu properties yeah and we'll we'll definitely have to touch back on this show when when it's over um but uh as of right now like I, I, for me, the show is, is sitting at a, at a, at a very high rented, you know, not that you can rent a TV show, but it's kind of like, it's kind of in the middle and, and it could go either way here, um, depending on how it ends, but it's, it's definitely on the rise. I, I would say it's definitely, um, yeah, yeah. My only complaint is honestly, Ethan Hawke. You like, don't like Ethan Hawke? No, his character, he literally just walks around slowly and just monologues. <laughs> That's all he does. That's true. I mean, he he either killed people or was an accessory to murder in the first couple episodes. Um, but he hasn't really done much like that since. Um, and he's looking for the what is the thing? Amit. The, the Quidditch. Yeah. Well, so the, yeah, that's the, the what's the what's the ball called in Harry Potter? The Quidditch games. Oh, the uh, the Golden Snitch. Yeah, the Golden Snitch. He's looking yeah. for the Golden Snitch the whole time, <laughs> and he gets it. And yeah, it just the crossover we never knew we needed. I yeah. I think yeah, there's still there's still some room in the show uh, to grow. So I, I I'm excited to see where it goes, uh, and my, and I'm excited to bring it on the podcast because I'm sure. I'm sure we're going to have very many thoughts um, about how it connects to the rest of the MCU and, and blah, blah, blah. And then we're going to have Doctor Strange and then we have Ms. Marvel and then we have Thor Love and Thunder. So we're just we're covered on TV stuff and movie stuff for yeah. a while. Also, um, Kanchu is really cool. Kanchu is very cool. I think I really like how he looks. Also, yeah, the uh, the main like the Moon Knight suit is pretty sick. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get any of it in episode four. Um, what's the uh the Steven version, Mister Knight? Mister Knight, when he's in a yeah. suit, I think that's pretty funny. I like that. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to sum up all my thoughts on Moon Knight. Yeah. Fast. Um, but yeah, like, what do you? Just that the ending of the episode. I think probably what you said was what's going on. It's like a hub yeah. world of previous avatars. Yeah, I I have a theory that um after um Mark gets shot by Arthur uh, Harrow. He wakes up in this psych ward and we see a bunch of characters that we've already met before. And then the, the episode ends with Mark kind of realizing, remembering what happened in his memory, AKA like our memory as the viewer runs out of the room, walks into another room, finds a coffin and pushes the, the top over and we see Steven um, and they're both standing side by side and they're like, Oh my God, it's you. They run back out. And then uh, we see the figure of what looks kind of like Khonshu walking through a big set of double doors. It opens up and it's this big hippo wearing like Egyptian garb. <laughs> and, uh, and this, the tiniest little voice comes out of it and the hippo's like, hi. And then both, <laughs> both Mark and Steven just scream their heads off. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I think it is like a separate plane sort of thing. I think I think it it reminds me of like the Wakandan, uh, like the ancestral plane. Yeah, um, yeah. Where yeah. But also, I just realized that um. God, I am so bad with names. What's the Layla? Layla. Layla was in there too, and Layla was not an avatar. Yeah, they they mentioned that Kanshu wanted to use her as an avatar, so maybe it's like avatar and their like candidates like maybe that's where people get selected i don't know um i i'll have to look back at the episode i mean i'm not going to go back and rewatch the episode probably but like there will probably be, be clips explaining like oh this character was in the background here and we saw them at this point in the show and blah 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 yeah so it's exciting stuff and we love to speculate um but uh but i think 
Uh, yeah, I think Moon Knight is is an exciting property. If anything, no matter how the show turns out, we can at least look back on it as a very experimental and exciting step into, you know, even just the process of making it. Yeah, not since, I mean, not that WandaVision was that long ago, but not since, like, those first two episodes came out or just the first, like, six yeah. where I was like, man, I can't wait to see next week. Yeah, there's a lot of intrigue here. So we'll we'll definitely have to catch all up on, on whatever we see and whatever we think about the next couple episodes. Um, but uh, unfortunately, a show that we can no longer really do that with is one that already ended. And we talked about it at the top of the uh, podcast. But um, Cowboy Bebop. I, I ended up wanting to watch Cowboy Bebop with David because I had never seen it before. But I wanted to watch it together because the live action version was about to come out. So you can already tell how long ago this was. And I thought, you know what? Uh, I think David would like the live action version if or prefer it over the anime version. But I want to throw that idea out there just to be like, just in case the live action version kind of, oh no, um, just in case the live action version uh, crashes and burns, you know, we at least do how it did. Yeah. How it um, did indeed. So, uh, so David, because it was it was your first time watching like Cowboy Bebop, also, um, but because you kind of came at it from a, a a perspective of someone who hadn't seen a whole lot of anime, um, overall thoughts. What do what do you what, like now that we're a little bit farther removed from finishing the show, which was like a couple months ago? Um, how has it stuck with you? Yeah, it was a really cool experience. I mean, first of all, dude, the soundtrack. Yeah. Oh man. Um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up that composer's name because I don't want to get it wrong. Um, yeah, hands down. I mean, yeah. Between Dragon Ball, My Hero, and Cowboy Bebop, Bebop reigns supreme in the woo! the music department. Most oh, in the music department. Okay. <sighs> okay, I was gonna I was gonna say. I I don't know how I would rank the shows themselves because they're all pretty much different. Yeah. Like I remember, dude. I remember binging Dragon Ball Z like six, seven episodes a day when I was watching it. Yeah, that's that's the curse of someone who just gets into anime. And every everyone who is like a couple of shows in will look back on those early heydays and they'll be like, "Remember when I watched an entire season of a show in a day, and now I can barely finish like two? Yeah, yeah like and my hero, I'm was doing like three, four maybe a day. Yeah, and then Bebop, we only did like two every time. Yeah, because it, it also didn't help that we were trying to like watch that together. I, I guess help, that's the wrong outlook to have. But we got through it very slowly, which I also kind of think impacted the overall experience by the end of it. Because it wasn't something, like you could feasibly burn through Cowboy Bebop in less than a week if you wanted to. Uh, the 24 episodes, yeah. I think. That's another really appealing part was that it wasn't... 160 episodes <laughs> yeah there's no cowboy bebop shippuden yeah uh, there's just, no follow-up show you got this 24 episode what is that maybe like eight hours yeah about eight hours it's really nothing yeah so um yeah so uh yoko kano is the composer and uh yeah i that's one of the openings to all anime for the for the rest of time it's so hard to skip um tank by the seatbelts yeah the uh, the only anime opening i've ever heard that i actually <laughs> wanted to listen to every time yeah and the ending isn't bad either i really like the ending too oh yeah yeah um, ending kind of slayed yeah and it's and it sounds really good on like like a five to one because i i we got to watch it in my dinky little surround sound system where i have a sound bar and then like a subwoofer and two little blah 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 um but like getting to hear songs that were mixed for that format instead of you know i feel like music mixed for anime now is is probably done a little bit differently because like i'll watch a show on like funimation or something and the opening doesn't sound nearly as good on like in the context of the show as it does like in the car when I'm just like driving around and listening to the recorded version. I don't know why that is, but the Cowboy Bebop music, oh boy, I never had any issues listening to it here in in, in my room. Um, yeah, it, it definitely impacts the tone of the show and it kind of complements the tone of the show really well. Very um, I like it's a, it's 
it's a space cowboy show yeah um, like just the tone of the show too is another just it was so different from yeah. the other ones you know just because they were very episodic there mm-hmm. weren't really any like you know you could easily watch any episode and you don't have to you know be compelled to watch anything else just because they were pretty much contained stories yeah and and i like i like that um it still manages to introduce character moments and arcs that get brought up later in the show too like Faye's story um i think Faye ended up being both of our favorite character um because we asked each other by the end of the show like who our favorites were and it's not just because I maybe find her super attractive and am starting to question, you know, um, whether or not like 3D girls versus 2D. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to go that far. Stop right now. Yeah. If, if I hadn't messed up, if I, (laughs) if I hadn't fumbled my words, it would have come out. Um, yeah. Save me. It called me from off the ledge, but no, no, yeah. I wanted to talk about characters, but, um, yeah, no, Faye, yeah, we agreed that she's best character. She's best character. Um, just the best, like, as far as favorite episode goes, I would, I mean, besides the one where they're all high as hell. <laughs> yeah, the the um, the Ed and um, Ein episode where they find the mushrooms. <laughs> I, I have not laughed that hard at a single episode of anime in so long. In so long. Dude, just... What was the part where they talked like uh, Ein barks at the cow, and he says like "thank you," <laughs> yeah, and the cow's like "yeah, no problem," and and it moves, and there are subtitles for what the cow is saying, and it's just like you you watch that episode and you feel like you also took a couple of mushrooms, like it makes you feel a little bit high. Um, yeah. Uh, besides that obvious, um, yeah, best episode ever, and also I mean. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, to be fair, Ayn is the best character on the show. Yeah, Ayn. Ayn. Not even. Not even counting Ayn, because if Ayn isn't your favorite cowboy bebop character, you're gonna have to reevaluate your your stance on on a lot of things. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, obviously. But obviously. As far as you know, human character, yeah, fate, and yeah, the episode when she like finds the tape, mm. and she's like watching it. Yeah. As, as like her as a kid, like that. That was good. Yeah. That was, I think, my favorite episode. Yeah, I, I think the way that it that it tells stories, and not just in anime scope, but also like traditional story. Uh, oh, you you okay? Yeah, this is just a coffee burp. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's able to tell stories in 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 using so many different resources, like the like the direction of the show is is i don't know i i i'm not as well versed in the the language and the lingo of of film or or tv but you know even so far as the music goes there are some times where the show will just let the music play and there's no dialogue and you see images and stuff like that but the music is what tells like the the episode where spike met the uh, it, it was like a two-parter um, how oh, what it was like Venus Venus Jazz or something, and it was the one where we met those two military, like we met the the one military guy that knew Vicious in in war and then um came back and was dying of this disease and wanted Spike you know they got into an altercation with Vicious a little bit and he was about to die and and I forgot I forget what his name is but he's like hey man send me out into space i'm gonna die out there and spice like come on man like we can we can we can save you and he's like nope no i would rather die on my way somewhere like i would rather be on my way to something like some goal than like die trying to keep my you know stay alive so there was a moment where like he gets shot out into space and for like two minutes um it's just it's just music and it and the show makes you sit in that feeling for what feels like forever um but it's a really beautiful moment and like there are moments in the show like that all over the place where you're just stuck with like an image or like a sound or a song um and then you get to the end of the show and spike gets killed and 
Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> For Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen Cowboy Bebop before, like already, you know, um, just assume that there are going to be spoilers for everything, including the music that we talk about. So if you don't like spoilers for music, um, but yeah. And then, and then the last thing that we see in the show is, is the, uh, are the words, see you space cowboy. And then that's, or no, not no, see you space cowboy. You're going to carry that weight. You're going to carry that weight. Yeah. See the guy who doesn't watch anime is already, yeah, I'm proud of you, man. I, I'm proud. I'm proud that that, and I'm happy that this show stuck with you because I I didn't know what to expect. I I'd only known that people really liked this show. Yeah, that was a big thing too. Like when Vicious first got introduced, I swear I thought every episode was just gonna be them versus this guy. Yeah, but no, he only shows up a couple times. Yeah, the Spice overarching story. Um, like begins and like ends the show and we see vicious a couple of times during like a couple of two-parters and like important moments for spike um but a lot happens in between those encounters so that every time you do see vicious again it is that much more impactful because we know um like what has happened to spike and the bebop and the gang and everything um and by the end of it yeah it's it's sad seeing Faye um and jet like talk to spike for the last time because everyone knows they all know that spike probably isn't going to make it back alive and Faye tries to stop him and jet's like yeah screw that guy and then spike comes back and you know they have a good like heart to heart and it's really impactful and it's like usually in anime like when a character dies they're not really dead you know there's like a senzu bean or there's like there's like dragon balls that you can use to revive someone or like um oh what's the thing in naruto yeah, whatever Not important. <laughs> whatever jutsu um yeah the the rene rebirth that's what it is but um yeah this show has a finality to it and i think the images from that last episode and like the feelings that are associated with the whole show that are like encapsulated in those last moments it sticks with you and the show says it best you're going to carry that weight you're going to carry the weight of the show and watching all these characters develop together and then finally seeing everything kind of fall apart. Um, yeah. And you can never experience again that moment for the, for the first time ever again. So um, I would say it's probably a near perfect show, let alone anime, but that's just me. Um, yeah. I even, I actually, when we finished, I looked up a couple people like ranking the episodes and even the episodes these people were putting like in last place, they were saying, still saying like these are still like really good episodes. Yeah. Like there weren't any bad episodes. I don't think so. I, I think there were definitely like weird episodes, but like if I wasn't laughing the whole time, I was deeply invested in what was going on. Cause like each character that they introduce for each new episode is is either written in a really compelling way or they affect one of the members of the crew in a really compelling way. Like, like who was the dude on the, uh, the horse? Oh, the, <laughs> he was, he was an actual cowboy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, and every time he shows up, like there's like a whistle <laughs> or like, you know, the elevator opens and he's on the horse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and pit, him and Spike are pissed at each other when they're really like very similar. Yeah. Oh my god! And like every time the whistle happens, I just imagine people in the show being like, "Where the fuck is that coming from?" <laughs> um, it's it's such a good show, and I'm glad that that we got to you know go through that together, and now we get to talk about it on the podcast. Um, yeah, man, and you know just the other good characters, um, like uh, Ed. Ed was funny because like yeah. we're still not sure what gender they are i i think i think ed is a girl because i think ed's ed's dad um calls ed her uh, his daughter at the end of the show but then um, he's like or are you my son i don't know <laughs> yeah so at, at, i mean at, at any point like does it it doesn't really matter um no, it's but just, i just think it's funny just because you know you just you're just like what are you yeah i'm not at, sure but everyone on the on the bebop is like oh that's ed yeah. and it's like it does it doesn't you know so i love that like like even the characters in the show are like, I mean, that doesn't have anything to do. Yeah. It's, it's so it's Ed was really fun to watch. Cause you never knew what, like what Ed was going to do. Um, and like being paired up with Ayn was always really funny. Cause like they're, they're like the wild cards, you know, it's like anytime you see them in a scene, it's like, okay, well 
this is either going to be really funny or they're just going to be in the background doing whatever. Um, and then you have like Jet. Yeah. Which was just all around solid. Yeah. I, solid character. Everyone, everyone in the show, but particularly in the crew are all, they're all tragic characters. Um, tragic things happen to them in one way or another. And Jet, I feel like is the most realistic um you know depiction of of someone in like real life um cuz all all of them are are very, written very well but um Jet feels the most down to earth like he's the one that kind of holds everyone together and he admits that later in the show like when he's by himself on the ship um but yeah they they all have really good stories so it was it was hard to pick a favorite character but um it ended up going to Faye Faye Bay yeah Anyway, uh, we got we got to move on. Yeah, I I honestly could talk about Bebop um, all night if if I could, but yeah, um, uh, definitely watch it. You have, you better have, because yeah, everything's been spoiled already. Everything, yeah. So um, um, one thing that we can't really spoil uh, is um, the musical act that we want to talk about today, um, Origami Angel. So if you haven't heard of Origami Angel. Um, or their album Somewhere City, which is one of my favorite albums of all time. I, I don't know how it took me so long to find them. Um, but I discovered them on my Spotify, like Discover Weekly playlist. And I listened to the album and then I found out that they had EPs. Uh, they have an EP called Gen 3 and each song is like written about a different Pokemon game from the third generation. And I think that's exactly what you showed me first. Yeah, because I was like, I listened. So it's, it's the kind of the perfect mix of both music genres that David and I listen to. Cause we got the, the guitar. So it's a guitar player and a drummer, um, kind of like me and David who like Pokemon and nerdy stuff like me and David and the guitar player writes a lot of really interesting melodic lines and the chords that he chooses to play throughout the song are, they're they they're just so much more full of life than like other punk bands or other bands like in that genre will will write and it's like and then you got the drums which are going hard every single second like every single hit on the drums feels like it matters and then you have songs like um dr Hoomst that end in like a halftime breakdown where the guitar is moving like chromatically like dun 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 and it's just like I knew I had to show David because it, it was the perfect matchup. And, and, uh, and you know, I don't know what your first impressions were, if you, like, loved it immediately or it kind of had to grow on you a little bit. Um, but I, I remember – yeah, I remember th- – uh, I listened to 666 Flags mm. and getting to the end of that one, and I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah, I see where you're coming <laughs> yeah, from. Yeah, because they're, like, blast beats at the end of uh, 666 yeah, Flags. Uh, yeah, the vocals were not – my thing he's got a very specific voice and i really should um i'm gonna I'm gonna look up their names because i i feel bad if we're gonna talk about them on the podcast yeah. and i don't know their names and yeah these yeah two guys in this band and they're both damn good at what they do mm-hmm. like mr guitar man who will be named shortly <laughs> like he's doing rhythm and lead at the same time and singing which I think is crazy. Yeah, there there are some songs where like he's he's singing really high up there and he's got fun melodies on his voice, but th- then he's also like playing these like midwestern emo like tappy guitar parts that are just they're they're out of this world. And um the guitarist's name is Ryland Hege, um or Hege, I'm sorry if I mispronounced any of these names. Um but I remember Ryland um, I think that was a name that we we like heard. I I might have I might have been like oh so like Ryan and and Ireland. That's not the that the, those aren't the yeah. Um, I'm sorry, Ryland. And then the drummer Pat Doherty. Um, so Ryland and Pat, if you guys are listening, I don't or watching. I don't, I don't think you are, but um, we went to go see you uh, open up for the Wonder Years just like a month ago. And y'all killed it. Um, I think I remember going into that show thinking that we were going to be the only two geeking out over these guys. (laughs) Yeah. And the entire crowd is singing along to these songs. I was like, Mm -hmm. wow. 
Yeah, it was nuts. And I had not been to a show. First of all, we were on the floor. Like we, it, it was a venue that didn't have like seating or at least like seating uh, in, you know, a majority of the venue. It was like, it was like general admission, uh, standing room only. And we were pretty up close. Like we were pretty close to the stage the entire show. And, uh, and so like we were in the mosh, David got in a mosh pit. Um, I did, I did not cause I'm a little baby and I can't, <laughs> I can't handle that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we were surrounded by people who were screaming the lyrics to, to like 24 hour drive through and the title track and all of these songs that have like big vocal parts. And we could see Ryland like he, he seems like, like they, they Pat and Ryland seem like the kind of guys that like, they're not doing this for like fame or recognition or whatever. Like they're just two buds like hanging out and playing music. And like, they get to do that on stage and at no point in the show where they like, put your fucking hands up or like, come on, clap with us. It was all organic and it was all natural. And like the, those moments, those special crowd moments, you, you would see a smile come uh, onto Ryland's face. And I was like, yeah, he's, he's having a good time. This is, this is great. Yeah. And actually it wasn't until we saw them that I really started listening to them. Mm. Um, Cause I, I talked about Gami gang on my, <laughs> um, on my video when I did my uh, end of the year thing yeah um but yeah like at this point yeah both 666 flags dr whom's uh tom allen oats um (laughs) what's the one it's like ios it's it starts with like it's on gambi game io something a it's a it's a weird title that just I can't pronounce because I'm dyslexic as hell. Well, yeah. So while while you're while you're looking that up, um, I think I think this is probably the most unexpected development um, in my musical journey, but also David's musical journey. Because I I speaking for him, I I never thought um, I never thought such a band would exist. Uh, isopropyl iso isopropyl alchemy. Yeah, that one. Uh, yeah i iso isopropyl propyl i don't know all of their all of their uh song titles are like puns or like they're really like there was um bed uh uh bed Bed, bath and batman beyond yeah um (laughs) um yeah uh bossa nova core was also uh also slays also a really good song they they killed that live um and and the samples the samples they use on the second album uh I remember, I forget which song it is, but they sample the Terry Crews bit where he talks about if he loves... Oh, Terry wh- Tate? Yeah, Terry Tate. Yeah. If those, he loves what he does. Old, and like, uh, yeah, what, I don't know what the commercials were even for. I don't know um, either, but like, I haven't, I haven't seen those videos in so long and I immediately recognized, I was like, dude, that's, that's the, that's, that's good shit right there. Yeah. So we, it, I think like for the rest of our lives like i i don't think there's going to be a more perfect band like that kind of describes our musical tastes and our like history and liking certain things like pokemon video games like we we recognize terry tate's voice actor from gears of war he played cole he played cole train in uh gears of war and so like all of these things from our past are being brought together in a way that I never expected unless it came straight from us. Um, and so, I don't know. It's kind of magical. And so, like, I will be listening to this album for the rest of my life. Um, Gami Gang Forever. And um, definitely, I don't think we have a rating for music yet. Um, you listen to it. Just listen if to it. If we're talking about it, listen to it. Yeah. Um, or at least we'll we'll tell you why we like it, and then you make your own judgment based on that. Um, I also just, I still can't believe they have an entire... EP dedicated to Gen 3, which is my favorite generation. Yeah. Again, s- perfect. Like it could not be more perfect. Um, and uh, speaking of things that we, speaking of Pokemon. Yeah. Honestly, speaking of Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. So uh, wait a minute. Oh, Ew. speaking of Pokemon, I um, cannot unzip my hoodie, uh, nor can I reveal a sick ass, <laughs> Rowlet slash Decidueye shirt. Um, yeah. Do you want to just briefly touch on Dude, Rowlet for a second? No, I I can't get into that right now. We don't have time for that. 
but I just remember watching that reveal trailer, and it was a split, like a really, really brief moment where they showed Cyndaquil first. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. I haven't used Cyndaquil in forever. I might use him. And then a second later, Rollett shows up. Uh-huh. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Out of all the grass starters. Uh-huh. They got. They picked my boy. Yeah, they picked. They picked his boy. So and from, then Oshawa, <laughs> easy skip. All right, buddy. <laughs> People, Oshawa fans, I hear you. I, I, I like. I like the little otter clam boy. Um, and you know the messed up part. I love otters. Who does something about Oshawa's face really annoys me. Here's the thing, though. He maybe it's the nose. I don't know, man. But he evolves into Samrat, and Samrat is objectively. No, no. I mean, yeah. yeah. At level sixteen, he gets a lot better <laughs> immediately. Um, yeah. Needless to say, um, David did not start with Cyndaquil or Oshawott, um, and I didn't start with Oshawott either. So, I uh, Oshawott fans, I apologize, um, and you have my condolences. I started with Cyndaquil because Cyndaquil was the first starter that I ever completed a Pokemon game with. So, from the offset. We were both really excited about the concept because we've been Pokemon fans for years. Um, isn't that right, Vanessa? Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> isn't that right, Vanessa? Vanessa. Um, yeah, so we... <laughs> Daredevil references aside, I, I, I think we... Um, I can speak for both of us when I say that Pokemon is is, is probably... One of the most important franchises um, in in my life, at least, because um, it it was one of again it was one of those things that kind of brought us together as as kids, and now as a, as adults, like we get to geek out on it together, and uh, yeah, so this game was introduced and open world, semi open world Pokemon game. You get to actually throw and aim like your Pokeball out and catch catch Pokemon without having to get into battles and it's like in prehistoric Sinnoh and there are like regional forms and blah 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 spoilers for Pokemon Legends Arceus um but uh but yeah I I think I honestly think this might be my favorite Pokemon experience either ever or at least in a very very long time dude man people and rightfully so were making the comparisons to this in Breath of the Wild mm and you know that game being my favorite game of the whole decade easy i was losing my mind <laughs> in excitement over this game and for the most part i'd say it's it's done well yeah i i definitely think its strongest aspects are definitely in its in its gameplay uh for as repetitive as pokemon can be historically i think ironically going back in time into into you know, far history of the Pokemon lore was actually a really cool decision because now we don't have towns and cities to explore. It's just the open wilderness. So as soon as the game lets you off on your own, um, just like in Breath of the Wild, like you could try to fight a level 60 Snorlax if you wanted to. Um, but you're going to get your ass handed to you. <laughs> I remember seeing an Alpha Rapidash. That was the first one I saw. <laughs> and I was like, what is that? And uh-huh. I ran. I just ran. Yeah. It, it honestly, one of the one of the main things that they try to drive home in, in the story of the game is that Pokemon are terrifying. And like us, having grown up with the games and like, you know, in the games, it's like 10-year-olds that get to use these things to take down crime organizations. Uh, I, I was like... How bad, how bad could it be? And then you're faced with a Pokemon that is like 11 feet tall um, and firing like hyper beams at your character. Um, and you can dodge roll and everything. But like if you get knocked out, it's it, it's the worst feeling. And yeah, they're, the enemy Pokemon could be like 30 levels under you. Yeah. And they're still taking away half your health in one hit. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, this game really emphasizes like you just got to be faster than the other person. Like there's not... I would I will say there's not as much the strategy in this game is different like you you can't rely on like abilities you can't rely on like um you know I mean you can use items and stuff but like the agile and the strong style attacks definitely kind of change the way that you play Pokemon games in in a huge way because you could have a really strong Pokemon up front but like David said 
your Pokemon could get knocked out in two hits because you used a strong style move and now the enemy gets to move twice. Um, and it's like most battles you are going to lose. Like you don't battle human people, like human characters a lot, but like anytime you do, you're losing at least half your team. Like, unless you want to spam revives, but you know, yeah, that was just, there's a lot of things that annoyed me. Uh, just minor things. Like, like you said, like, uh, you only get experience at the end of the battle. So if anyone's right. fainted, they don't get anything. So you got to revive everyone and hope that, you know, your current Pokemon doesn't get killed. Yeah. Um, a lot of times trying to get a certain Pokemon was annoying because you'd have like 45 Geodudes trying to kill you and all you're trying to get is like the, the <laughs> like the, uh, I don't know, the... Uh, you got it. Whatever. Okay. Like uh, a Bagon or something. Yeah, and you just have like all these Pokemon just chasing you constantly. You have to like run away, come back, and it was just getting really annoying. Um, some of the boss battles were a pain. Yeah, just you know, just trying to dodge stuff. And I mean, because that's that's another cool part of this game is like when you go up against the um, they're not Alpha Pokemon. Um, the they're not Totem Pokemon either. Just um, yeah, whatever. Just the the big boys yeah the the big sh uh noble noble pokemon noble, yeah. yeah when you fight noble pokemon uh cool aspect of that is like it's not just you throwing a pokemon out and battling it it's like you have to each boss battle has like specific conditions and like strategies to it and they, it, the one the one thing that i will say about the boss battles is like much like an old like nes game like if there's an, an annoying boss battle like when you finally beat it it feels so good and like you can start the boss battle when you lose from the point in the health bar that you left off at which is a nice touch for you know people who uh aren't good but um you know i i've used that feature a couple of times i can say that um but yeah uh speaking of boss battles this game has the in my opinion single best pokemon fight in in recent memory i don't think any anything's gonna top the red boss battle and like what that means from gold and silver but uh spoilers when you fight volo at the end of the game and he turns out to be the like the main bad guy and he's cynthia's ancestor so you're like i trust you you know even though like your ancestor kicked the shit out of my little 10 year old ass, like all those years ago, I trust you. And he's, he's with you the whole game. And then you get to spear pillar again. And he's like, so where do you think that last plate is? Huh? You want to revive Arceus? You only have 18 plates, right? There, there are 19 buddy right here. And he whips out the ghost plate and he whips off his outfit. And he has like, he's like this Arceus, like super fan. And he's like the only way, to bring out Arceus out of that pedestal heaven, the heavenly place above is to bring out the fucking devil and out from behind him, Giratina shows up and then you hear Cynthia's boss theme play and you're like, Oh my God. And so you fight his whole team of six, you fight Giratina and you finally get to the end of Giratina's health bar. And then he leans back and you're like, okay, cool. It's a cool KO screen. And then his eyes glow blazing red and he comes back up and he's in his origin form and then you hear the guitar the electric guitar from his like boss fight from platinum like the and he wipes out the rest of your team you have to fight eight pokemon and two of them are legendaries and one of them is a garchomp and the first time i went into that boss battle he fucked me up so hard because i didn't know what to expect i had to rework my whole team just to take this guy down and david I beat him first try. Okay, you don't have to. You don't have to rub it in. I, I, I think. I think. Uh, I think that's enough out of you. <clears throat> so. Um, that's what you get for using dumb moves like Calm Mind. Okay, I don't think. It wasn't until I got a Togekiss that I was able to find. Oh no no no! It was um, Alola Ninetales. Yeah, Alola Ninetales helped me out a lot. Um, shout out to the guy. <laughs> in the frozen tundra place that gives you an alolan uh vulpix um but yeah so i would say i i still haven't caught arceus yet i, I still have some missions to do but david has finished the game 
caught Arceus, completed the Pokédex. Yeah, you say this game has one of the best fights ever and also has one of the worst fights ever oh, with Enormous. Enormous? Enamorous. Enamorous. Dude, I had to look up like a tutorial uh, like how to do this thing and everyone in the comments was like, this is the worst thing ever. Mm. It's the worst, Nick. So, you know, I have something to look forward to. Oh, my God. Sounds and then, like... yeah, the Arceus battle was nuts. I mean, you don't actually, it's, you don't actually catch him. Yeah. Um, you just you just do, like, the fight thing. And it's ridiculous, but they let you continue with all the health stuff. Mm-hmm. Thank the Lord. And then he just joins you. And then, you know, he <laughs> you have the god of all Pokemon with you, and he can use the uh, plates to change them in any type. Yeah. And then his, uh, his signature move... Literally turns into the type that's uh, super effective against your, the opposing Pokemon. I did not know that. So no matter what Pokemon you're fighting, it's a guaranteed super effective. <laughs> and it's like, ah, sure, why not? Like you did everything, you caught all the Pokemon. Yeah. You know why not? Just give you this. Yeah, here you go. Here's the game breaking Pokemon. Yeah, they the just the equivalent of like the Nintendo Switch Game Shark. Yeah, it's, it's just the BFG in Pokemon. Yeah. Um, so I think if Scarlet and Violet, the upcoming Pokemon games, are anything like Arceus and, and take a lot of those same gameplay elements from it, I think those very well could be my favorite Pokemon games ever. I mean, obviously we have uh, a lot of time before those are even close to coming out. Um, but Sprigatito gang, all night, all night long. Um, Sprigatito, you're my boy. Duck. Or girl. Um, Duck. Or whatever you identify Duck. as, because Pokemon don't have to conform Duck. to. <laughs> um, who are you gonna Who are you gonna start with? The duck. Okay. <laughs> Quaxley, uh, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> He's just the fanciest little, fanciest little. Yeah, you know? just look at his pose, man. Yeah, that, that's all. That tells you all you need to know about Quaxley. Like I get it, but I don't like cats, so. <laughs> naturally i'm steering away well and i that's the thing i didn't choose litten in sun and moon which uh very hot take are my favorite pokemon games um but i, I chose rowlet in that game because i mean who's not going to pick rowlet um, and that's crazy because i've chosen grass every gen since three which i mean it is it is it is crazy i was i was a fire boy myself for a while and then um, and then I, I did Chespin and then Rowlet and then, uh, yeah, I, I went back to fire in sword and shield. I, I got a score bunny. Um, and that was crazy because that was a random pull. I, I ordered it from Pokemon center and they give you the little keychain uh, if you pre-order it. And I said, whoever's keychain I get, whoever keychain plushie I get, um, that's going to be my starter for the game. And like the months leading up to sword and shield, I knew I wanted to get a score bunny. Um, and check it out. There he is. The one and only slap a <laughs> slice of craft cheese, craft singles above his nose. It's a score bunny baby. And I love him. And, um, I think I, I remember I was also going to go score bunny and then they reveal the final starters. <laughs> And everything changed. Yeah, D- David being a drummer and uh, you're kidding me. Uh, yeah, it's 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 tailor made for uh, for David Grookey and and uh, Rillaboom. Which reminds me, I have to go back and finish Sword. Um, so that honestly might what I might be what I do with the rest of my night. Um, but um, everything being said, I, I hope uh, you know. You were able to learn a little bit more about us, and um, yeah, I hope they make they they better make more Legends games. This better not be a one-off thing. No, I I've been seeing a lot of people use the concept of like a Pokemon Legends Celebi and like putting it in the Johto region. Yeah. I would be all about that. Honestly, just do it with every region, everyone. I don't care. Yeah, you can do a Pokemon Legends Deoxys. You could do a Pokemon Legends Rayquaza. Rayquaza, yeah. Um, but he already has his game. He already no. Make another one. Oh my god! Make another one. All right, Game Freak. If you hear you're me, watching, Nintendo, make Pokemon Legends Rayquaza. He's serious. He's he's absolutely serious. I've seen this look in his eyes. I've seen this look in his eyes before, and, and last time there was there was plenty of bloodshed, and um, I don't want to I don't want to go back to that. So Nintendo, 
give this man what he wants and origami angel if you're watching uh thanks for watching the whole time we love you and um to everyone else but anyway uh lego star wars oh my god <laughs> lego star wars okay um i beat all nine episodes yep and i've only uh played the lego star wars games yep the the lego marvel superheroes the first one yep and then um what was the third one did i play a third lego game wow i don't think so was that only i thought i said three anyway okay yeah no it was three it was just complete saga this the skywalker saga and then the marvel one um out of all these three games skywalker saga is the weakest one. Oh shit sorry but um dude i 19 hours it took me to get through all nine episodes uh-huh um and as great as the game looks and as fun as the combat is, I can't help but feel like the levels are so weak. Because unlike this uh, complete saga where you have the cantina bar and then you just go into the every, all the, like the six chapters of every episode. Yeah. And these were like long chapters. Like you played a lot of the movie. And in Skywalker Saga... You have like twenty hub world still explore. Like every planet in the Star Wars movies is explorable in this game, hmm. which is awesome. But that means that um, as far as a story goes, you you just go through the like the the planets and stuff, and you either continue story or start level. And the levels is like what you would expect where you have to like build up your true Jedi meter yeah. and all that stuff. But some of them were so short. There was one in uh, A New Hope where the whole level was literally just defending Chewbacca while he fixed the Millennium Falcon. Uh-huh. And that was the whole level was this one room. And then in uh, Return of the Jedi, the last thing you do is you fight Darth Vader. And then they blow up the Death Star in a cutscene. That was a whole level in uh, Complete Saga, and you just, it was just a cutscene in this game. Oof! It's like I I kind of get it. You have nine movies, um, but it's like what there's these levels are so hollow, and you have like 130 side missions. Maybe cut down on those. Maybe make like 30 side missions, mm. and uh, give more attention to the levels you know like the building stuff and the fighting enemies and that stuff like i remember in uh uh uh, episode two in uh complete saga it was such a fun moment where like they're all captured and there's this big ass war in like the uh you know we're here to save you master Good job. You know that scene? No, I'm not a Star Wars guy. Oh, man. Okay, I'm well, sorry. You, if you've seen it, you know. And it was such <laughs> a fun part in uh, Complete Saga. I just, you just beat the hell out of all these droids and stuff. And then in the Skywalker Saga, you fight like like the three big animals, and that's it. That's it. You don't. There's no like it. war or anything. Cut, cut clean. It's like they're so short and so hollow, and I'm just like... It kind of sucks, but I will have a lot of fun exploring the hub worlds and finding all the bricks because that's pretty much all you can do in the game. Mm. Short and hollow, huh? Um, I was just trying to speed through that really quickly. That's okay. We are running out of time. Hey, man, I appreciate you doing that, and I'm sure they do too. Um, I'm sure you do too. And, uh, you know, I think... um, I think uh, I I think uh, I think uh, you know there you have it, folks. I, I I literally have no thoughts on on Lego Star Wars uh, Skywalker Saga because I have not played it because I have so many games that I have to finish, and as I finish those, including Resident Evil Eight, uh, I will I will absolutely bring them onto the podcast here. But there um, was a lot of funny moments in that game. Yeah, like specifically the, the I laughed so hard. Uh, I think it was Episode One. Um, the the battle droids are just so amusing mm. in the game, just because like Roger Roger, yeah, the Roger Roger, yeah, yeah, those guys. There was a line where one, one of them was like, "Nice capes, Jedi. Where'd you get it? Your mom knit it for you." <laughs> and I don't know why, but that was so funny. Oh man, that that would just crack that cracked me up. And yeah, I mean the humor is there, like all the Lego games are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just. 
the levels are super lacking, but Maybe. everything else kind of kicks ass. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, I mean, so definitely, definitely. Um, I don't know, man. Like, if if Netflix or like GameFly were still around, are are they still around? They, is GameFly still around? Do they do they have game rentals still? I have no idea, honestly. Mm. I think it's just Game Pass now. I think yeah, I think game rentals is also known as uh, buying on Steam and then returning within two <laughs> like hours, beating the game in two hours and then returning it. Um, yeah, so I mean, if you had to rate the oh, game, on, oh, uh, you have more. Really quick, really quick. Yes, uh, Sonic, because I see the Sonic thing on your bed. Uh, the Sonic Origins reveal. Yeah, which yeah, came out I think today, but a week ago from when you're seeing this yeah i you don't have to ruin the magic we're recording this the day of like the tonight show and all the late night shows those happen live in real time just kidding but yeah um i don't really care to be honest mm. because i've it's sonic one two three knuckles and then cd i've beaten all of them except the original one so so i'll just let you borrow and i buy it because i have not beaten any of those games i am in fact a plebeian uh please throw stones at me um because i, have, I haven't finished but i i i i'm honestly kind of stoked i i definitely still want to get uh mania on switch and beat through that because yeah. yeah i i had sonic games growing up on my mom's desktop computer and i could never beat them because my hand-eye coordination was in still possibly is in in the top 10 percentile in the world of of worst i guess that'd be bottom 10 percentile um but you know what i mean um so i'm bad at games especially platformers so i'm hoping to kind of redeem myself but yeah, i think the coolest part about it is it seems you can play as sonic tails and knuckles in any of the games yeah because i saw knuckles running around like the og sonic yeah i was like okay that's kind of cool that's that's sick uh, maybe you can spin dash too but um anyway this is running on way too long I just want to bring that up right quick. Yeah. No, and and you know, we'll we'll um we'll definitely have some some clips on on YouTube if you want to just skip to the good stuff. Um I mean, who who am I kidding? The whole podcast is good stuff. <laughs> yeah, just classic material. But anyway, that was yeah. episode 2 of the Too Bad We Didn't Get Into Cars podcast featuring a 2008 Hold on, um, we're going to get this right. 2008 Lotus Evera. Yeah, Lotus Evera. Yeah. Um, I have been Nick Scarpinato. I have been David Capucci Cars. This has been Vanessa. And Vanessa. You have been the best auto heads that a couple of co-hosts can ask for. So tune in next time. Tune in next week. Same bat time. Same uh, car channel. Um, I am going to... Go to sleep. I'm not going to go to sleep. I'm going to go to sleep. David's going to go to sleep. And, um, yeah, I think that's a wrap. All right. Bye-bye, y'all. <laughs>